Welcome to the Makeshift Podcast, hosted by Chris Powell from Full Steam Designs and myself, Corey Stanley from Odyssey CNC. And this week, we are joined by the Grant Alexander, where we're going to talk a little bit about some Maker Camp stuff. But yeah. also, I got to throw some shade at our brother, Keith Drennan, because uh, he's coming down on the Digifab guys. And I just want to say to you one thing, brother, we'll get our oh 3D printers out and we'll print out little folding lawn chairs at 95% infill and we'll hit you lightly on the backs, but stomp our foot at the same time and it'll look real, damn it. So we'll get a little bit into that, but first, how are you guys doing? It'll be just like how you <laughs> think that 3D was... printing is, uh, it looks real making, but right. it's maybe like WWE. I actually kind of like that analogy. <laughs> I think I might be transitioning is, over to is that side. Is that what you were going for there? <laughs> yeah, you're ready. Yeah. Uh, Gotcha. I wasn't I wasn't sure what we were doing. You weren't sure? I well I was also from talking too much at Maker Camp this weekend. So my voice was just gone, so I you know, sounded like Hulk Hogan for a minute. It's yeah. back now. Yeah, I think you I look, finally I, recovered. I, I think you look exactly like Hulk Hogan in real life, Corey. <laughs> just that same stature. Like Thank people you. are afraid I, I to approach you. Oh yeah, totally. Oh, but maybe that's for a different reason. I don't know. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So how was your guys' this week? Your your travel back? Um, uh, terrible. Yeah, yeah. Travel sucked. anywhere is just terrible. Just makes everything suck. It ruins everything. Did you have I a actually, good time? No, because then I had to travel back. No, <laughs> I I really enjoyed the travel because I uh, I ended up pressing the little button that avoided toll roads, and that takes mm. you on a whole bunch of like, like sometimes back roads, spell? right? And you actually get to see something instead of a fucking interstate freeway going, you know, 80 miles an hour. Instead, you get to, like, go through some winding roads, see some wonderful little shops, have some fun. Mm. It's all about. We we did that, too. And then I got car sick. (laughs) It wasn't even to avoid the tolls. It wasn't even it wasn't even being a cheap ass. It was just (laughs) just trying to get to the airport. Chris was getting sick. (laughs) Oh no! It, was, it wasn't even for Little. him drinking heavy because, like, I was feeling sick from for other reasons. Oh and then come Chris on, was Corey, like, you hey. drank heavy. <laughs> and Chris was like, "Can you pull over?" And I'm like, "Fuck's he got to pull over for?" <laughs> mm. Yeah, that's. But I, w- I will say briefly, Jake's fucking driving. That will make anybody car sick. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't think it was his driving. I think it was the uh, the car had like a. It had like a flat spot or something or an Im- imbalanced wheel or whatever. It's so probably because like, it, right when we le- went to leave Maker Camp, it was, a, well, I think her name's Lindsay in the golf cart went, went by, like kind of whipped around with those cars and Jake went to like slow down. But Jake like hasn't drove a car this new, I think, in ever and just like slammed on the brakes and almost got whiplash from it. But that's where the flat spot came from. <laughs> You know, it was probably actually just a whole bunch of mud built up in the in like one spot spot of the tire from all that crazy <laughs> yeah, rain we had. Probably, mm. yeah, yeah, lots of possibilities. But either way, the whole whole ride, the thing was just like, oh. and it was like vibrating the whole car and everything. It was terrible. <laughs> See, ah. There's a lot of jokes I can make about vibrating that I'll just just switch because this isn't my podcast, so I'm not going to take over. Uh, moving on. Moving on. I had an awesome time at Mr. Grant Camp. not taking over. Well, like, 
I got I got to at least say it like you. Oh, did you have a good time? Yeah, I had a good time. It was a good time. I really I personally liked the rain because uh, during the rain times, it meant that everyone else fucked off and I was able to go and do some of the things I wanted to do because there wasn't a lineup. Well, some I, of the I think are. I think that it should rain the entire time at Maker Camp so that I can do other than it shut down the power. Yeah, the I was going to say that, that was the, the problem. Cold, the coal forges all got rained out. Other than that, it was wonderful. If if honestly, I think I think it's getting big. It's too big in no matter what you do, you're going to get to a point where unless you start duplicating classes, you're going to get to a point where you can't do everything. Oh, yeah. it's already passed you can't do everything but like i know like there was a couple like patty's uh sewing class a lot of people said i wanted to do that and couldn't get in mm. right and and there's only and i know patty has increased the amount of uh sewing machines has increased the amount of classes and you just can't get in right because she can't offer classes to 900 people or however many tickets they showed uh sold right yeah mm-hmm. Well, did she have to shut down during the rain also? No. No. Oh, okay. They had, uh, they had they power? Lucky. Yeah, they had power. Oh, okay. I was going to say, because if that was part of you know the reason they couldn't get all the well, classes was that she had to shut couple, down for a little bit. A couple of the machines, uh, like uh, the foot pedal was shorted out or something, but yeah, nice. whatever. That's good. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I tried to um, do the, because I had to finish like carving out a little bit of the rocket case. Um, cause I did that thing. Like, I mean, you'd think Keith would give us more time, but I, he gave me one day to finish this thing, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I thought to make the case literally the, the day before I was leaving, like, what am I going to put this thing in? And I was like, shit, I gotta make a case. So I like, you know, whipped something out on, um, on fusion real quick that made these three panels that kind of went together and, and covered it, but I didn't account for the hand wheels sticking out more. So I needed to carve that out. And so I was like, right. oh, I'm going to go to I'm gonna go to Sabretooth at some point and use their their bits and carve it out. And uh, so Friday we're all yeah. I was gonna say Friday we're all hanging out and doing stuff and catching up. So I was like, I'll do it Saturday. I, I got until Sunday morning, so procrastinated yeah. as I did the whole year. <laughs> and uh, then the power was out, and I, I didn't know it was out at first. I was like, I'm gonna go to Sabretooth first thing in the morning. I'm gonna go over there and and carve this thing. Go over there and. No, they're like, no, nah, we're done. There's because they were like flooded out. I was like, yeah, oh, that sucks. But luckily, I did get it done uh, Sunday morning, and then I I went over to uh, the Green Street Boys and did a little bit of sanding on it. Um, and then they had that Total Boat um, honey stuff. Yeah, I used that as the finish, and it was it dried and like as soon as I wiped it on, I was like, sweet. I, I was yeah. worried it was going to be wet when I turned it in. That little yeah. like, the the bear. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'd never used it before, so I was pretty pleased with apparently it. Apparently it stinks. I don't I don't have a sense of smell, but apparently that stuff stinks. I'll have to I've, ask the guy I've heard people I... say that. I don't I don't have any problem with it. <laughs> I'll have to ask the uh Jim that got it in the swap <laughs> if his like bag was just stinky when he got it out later. <laughs> like all of our so, bags probably stunk though after like being out camping and by the bonfire and Yeah. That's I will say Saturday, it was disappointing that Saturday the bonfire didn't get as big as the year before because it kept raining and like, you know, you can only get a fire so big while it's raining, Mm. right? It was, but it was good. I had a lot of fun. My only regret is not participating in the swap. There are so many good things in that swap. You just didn't have enough time, did you? 
Well, like that's all relative. Like <laughs> I know, I'm kidding. Like between when I, I bought the ticket, screaming at his thing right now. <laughs> between when I bought the ticket and I, like, I could have made something and put it in. I could have taken something I've made in the past and put it in. Right, like I could have done anything. But between when I bought the ticket and I put it in, I did not think I had enough time to satisfy Keith's definition of what a good maker swap product was. And that it was should, like you have to do be your best. Your, should be your own definition of putting right, in he your said, best work. Your best. And I said, well, I don't have enough time for my best. My best? I've never this finished to- a project to that level. <laughs> nice. This gets straight into what Keith was talking about, about skills versus knowledge. You just didn't have the skills to, to make a, a nice item, did you? <laughs> That's probably true. You didn't have the knowledge <laughs> to know what a nice item was. Also true. It's a little of both. I, I think, yeah, you combine those two things together and you got me. I, I don't so, have the skills or the knowledge. So I know that that episode that he talked about just came out today. So you guys probably didn't have time. Uh, he had mentioned to me that he was going to talk a little bit about it and he was going to throw some shade um, at, mm. you know, not specifically at the Digifab guys, but, you know, kind of that was where his like examples were coming from. So if you listen to the Working Hands podcast on the episode that came out this week, he talks about uh, knowledge versus skills and essentially about that, you know, knowledge would be you have the intellectual know how to do something, but the skills would be the ability to pull it off, um, you know, the, the skills and the, the, the know-how to use the hand tools to make the item and make it look good. And I mean, um, I, I got to be honest with you, I kind of agreed with like most of what he said, mm-hmm. but I would like to see the tumbler that he made with his laser because <laughs> I don't know if that ever happened. Right. <laughs> so, so, well, that's, that's kind of part of it though, right? Like if you... You can give two people, two different people, the same exact machine. And let's say you give them the same amount of time to study on how to use that machine. But they're going to come out with two different parts, no matter what it is they make. I don't care if they 3D print something or if they, you know, make it on a CNC machine. They're going to have a different end result. And I, I, it is partly due to skills, but it's also, I feel like, the passion, and I, that's where my argument is with it, is like passion is tied to skills. So if you look at it just at comparing tools to skills, and I, if you gave me a saw, a hand saw, and a board and said cut a straight line, i tell you go fuck yourself, <laughs> and I'll put it on my table saw, right? Like, that's I'm not going to do it. I would well, fire you if I just hired you for that job. If you're gonna, if you're gonna you give go me a handsaw, you're gonna give me a handsaw. I'm not gonna do it, right? Like, there's so many better tools that will get the job done, right? So it's the same way that I think. But you need skills to be able to use those tools. Either one, either a table saw. You need to learn. You need to understand how to do it. But a table saw is really good at making a straight cut. Everyone mm. can agree, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, but, uh, but a handsaw can also do it, right? So if yeah. you look at it that way, you go, well, any tool that you're going to talk about, you can talk about how it is less skillful to get a result out of it. But you can also use a shitty table saw, but be skilled enough on how to set that table saw up to right. give you a good cut versus the guy that's using it that doesn't have the skills to make that table saw make a good cut. 
Right. And and if you give me a rock and enough time, I can make a straight cut on a board. With <laughs> just a rock and a and a board, right? You know what I mean? Like if we you have our next time, challenge, guys. All right. <laughs> we want to uh, see Grant cut a straight line with a rock. <laughs> right. But that's the the it's whole thing is if if you want to talk about uh, about tools and skills, enough time can give anyone anything. No, right? I know. I think he, he, and he said something about this in his about the time factor is out of it because in his scenarios, you have the same amount of time. But so that, the big thing that would mean comes about repeatability, skill, right? Right. But it comes about repeatability, and that's why I wanted to bring in a table saw because no one, anyone who does woodworking realizes that the having a table saw doesn't make you a good woodworker. Right, having a three right. D printer doesn't make you a good maker. Whatever, whatever three D print maker, right? Yeah. Having a tool is never going to make you a good at anything. Right? right, it's it's the the knowledge and skill to use the machine the right way. Right. So, do you guys ever watch Days of Thunder? Yeah. Yeah, well, Tom Cruise movie. He's a NASCAR don't movie. Ask Chris, he doesn't watch any movie. Right. You don't remember? So, do you remember the part or? No, you probably, it's not going to matter, but where they, they steal, they get, they buy the two rental cars and they race them. They smash the shit out of them. It's my favorite part. Right. Okay. So it's a, (laughs) it's a movie about a a very skilled racer who can't use the tool, which is the car because he doesn't understand how to explain why the tool isn't doing what he wants it to do. Mm. Right. So they put him in a really well set up car. He does great. They put him in a shitty setup car, and he can't explain to the people how to make this tool work. Hmm. I think that's the difference between skill and knowledge. Like Keith is talking about, you have to have both to be a good yeah. maker. Oh, I right. think so. Th- I think so, too. I think he's saying one or the other, but I think they have to go hand in hand. It's not one right. or the other. Like, you can have a, uh, like, we had people in the in the Navy that were nukes, right? That they're super fucking smart guys bookworms but they couldn't fucking do a damn thing with like they couldn't function they couldn't do a simple task (laughs) without like over fucking thinking it and not doing it but they can read a whole fucking manual and stay there and read the whole fucking manual i I think that's skill in its own of being able to take absorb all the knowledge um so i i think it comes down to you the skill of like say 3d printing has to do with understanding how to get the results you want. Right. Which before, you know, 3d printers, they took a lot more work than the ones that do now. Like you, you, you know, a few years ago, or even just you buy a cheap printer, you got to do a lot of work to get it, to give you the, it's not just clicking the go button, grabbing the thing off Thingiverse, and bam, you made something like maybe the first time, but then you're leveling the fucking thing and you're unclogging the filament, you're upgrading it. Like, like the first table saw was the same way. Right. Right. Like, if no, you as think technology about it, any- gets better, right. It, it probably takes less skill. Uh, and here's kind of one thing I was thinking about. And this, so obviously we have AI where you could say, like, you can ask AI to, to uh, make you art. But if you don't know how to tell the AR to make you the art, you're not going to get the results you want. But like, there's that. And then if you took this, the machine, if you had the perfect machine, and it had presets on it of what buttons to push, and it gave you the perfect item every time. There's no skill in that, right? Like, let's say uh, Call of Duty. You know, did you ever use that? Uh, what was that machine where you like put the gun in and it gives you a gun out, but it looked like a the it 3D printed it. Like a there was a name for it. 
but it was like this cool the fabricator it was like this cool looking machine okay. that just like made you a gun in front of your eyes like th- i don't know if it 3d printed it or what but it was this cool gun so if you had the perfect machine that you didn't have to have any knowledge you just it's a vending machine you push the button you get the thing there's no skill in that at all okay so uh, I, I we can go on down this forever yeah, but I'll say the big thing comes down to like I I used the welding machine. It was like a, the Lincoln Electric welding machine had like this like sweet like you press in what you're doing you boop loop and it would tell you what settings to do and it would have like a little green range on the settings that are likely to work and and if you are doing normal everyday stuff and nothing goes wrong those settings are right the skill is understanding when things are not going right, when things aren't working the way you expect them. The skill is making it so that you can make it happen even when it's not working. You right. know what to correct. You know where to where to look, where to troubleshoot, right? When your 3D print isn't coming out, and you print it 15 fucking times, and you're about to fucking smash. I'm sorry if I swear so much. Smash your 3D yeah, we, printer. We never fucking cuss on here, so watch your fucking I know. Mouth. What the fuck? Ah, sorry. <laughs> I've been drinking, um, which anyone saw me at Maker Camp knows that's what happens. Uh, if you're about to smash a 3D printer, and you realize the whole reason it's not working is because you have a fan blowing across your fucking your, your, uh, your 3D printer, and you go, well, probably if I turn that off, it would, it would stop cooling it faster than it's supposed to. But, you know, I have mine in my furnace room, and... When I first set it up, it was fine, but once I turned on my, you know, the whole furnace in the in the middle of winter, and that whole airflow starts going across uh, the 3D printer, oh, all of a sudden it wasn't working anymore, and that was the problem. It had this airflow going across, turning down, like making my 3D prints not come out. And the the skill was realizing that the problem isn't with the machine; the problem is. It, it's something, right? It's troubleshooting it, right? Yeah. So that the the knowledge then is that is that knowledge or skill at that point? What's the difference? I don't know. <laughs> you you both. tell us. <laughs> you were the one with the definition. I don't think it's one or the other, and I think that's where I think his de- his his debate on this kind of falls short. Is that it's not really it's not really a debate because you need. I both. feel like there's. There's a lot of crossover there. Like, what's the, the yeah? It's a lot of great diagram. Ben, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Venn diagram. Yeah. yeah. So you've got all that crossover in the center where you know you've got skill on one side, you know, knowledge on the other side, and then you've got a combination of of, of all of it right in the middle. Um, I don't know where that crossover necessarily is. So basically, the closer you get your Venn diagram together, the better you are as a craftsman. Right. The more skill and knowledge you have in the center the better of a maker you are. Well, so I'll, I'll put this to you, Corey. <clears throat> Could you set up a machine for any idiot to make gun parts? Yeah, press a button, put a thing in, press a button, you got a gun part. I got one idiot right now running a machine <laughs> all day long. Sometimes he fucks it up, but I, I reset it up for him, and then he runs again. Right. So is he, is he knowledgeable? Well, he's not skilled. <laughs> right. And so, exactly. But is he making the same parts? But as he game? learns more about it, he's doing better. So that's sure, cool, right? But could he, with no knowledge and no skill, make the same part you made? No. Because you set it all up for him. Yeah. Yeah. Right. No, he can't. No. 
No, he could not make the part if, let's say he changed any setting on the machine on accident, right. he'd be like, fuck, I don't know what to do now. Right, but now you can download all the settings from, like, Thingiverse, printables, whatever. You can download all the settings for a 3D printer, press the button, It's and you can look it up for your printer. You put in, I have an Ender 3, and it says, these are the settings you want. Yeah. Right? So that's the problem with skill. But where it comes up, it, it, it stops being skills. You look at some of the stuff like other dog de, uh, designs Jacob is doing with 3D printing, where he's taking it to like another level. He's not using what they're putting out there. Like, I don't know if you saw his maker swap item. It was a 3D filament printed picture. Mm. There was in his his uh, his thing was wild. Like, it, yes. it, it's almost hard to look at because it's like this. This should be flat. And like your brain, at least my brain can't like, <laughs> couldn't handle it when I was looking oh, yeah. at it. Like just from the, I was just at the right angle. I was like, this is not right. What is going on here? Like this image should be flat, but I yeah. can clearly see that there's, you know, a third dimension to it. But then when you look at it just straight on, it's, it's everything's normal and, and everything makes sense. And right. I think that, I think that comes back to the passion part of it. He obviously, cared enough to spend more time or to think outside the box and to make something that nobody else is making with the same tool that everybody else has. And that's where the skill is. Right. So now if he puts whatever he's learned about that out there and then any idiot could do it, that's where we get into where the, the skill comes down. And I, and I remember listening to Keith saying, like, does it ever go backwards? Is there ever a power tool guy saying, mm. if I just had those hand carving knives, I could do whatever you, you know, whatever you're doing. I don't know if it ever goes backwards, but it definitely think, goes, goes I think the, to this I think more there tech. could be fun challenges to do here with this and yeah. take these scenarios and then give, take a hand tool guy and a power tool guy, swap them tools, give them the same amount of time to do a challenge, the same challenge, and then we see how the end product is. And right. that could be the same with like a, a 3D printer guy and a, you know, a hand carver as you could swap them the same amount of tools, same amount of time and see which one makes, they would have to have different projects. But if, if the hand carver guy just has to use his computer, do some re or YouTube research and find out how to print the thing, I feel like he would print it before the, the, the 3D printer guy figures out how to use the hand tools efficiently to carve the item. But, right. you know, you, you don't know because the guy that the guy that uses the hand tools might be 90 years old and hates fucking computers and, you know, Wait. doesn't understand how to how to look up his email. You can be 20 and hate computers. Don't worry. <laughs> Lots of those, too. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Like, I mean, but it's still it comes down to the skill versus knowledge of it, you know, and I mean, I don't again, I don't know where that line is or what it even matters, but. This sounds you know, like a perfect... you can have that knowledge. Like, I mean, for example, so, I, you know, I was in the blacksmithing tent a little over the weekend and I've got the knowledge to do a lot of stuff with the tools that I have in my shop and at home. Right. When I'm not in my environment, I trip up a little bit. Oh, yeah. And even just squaring off a round bar was... I was like, man, this is a real pain in the ass. And 
you know, until I finally went over and just talked to the guy that took coal iron and was like, yo, can I just use your guy's power hammer to do this? Cause what I'm doing is nonsense, like banging this out by hand. And they were like, yep, sure. And went over, boop, did it real quick. And you know, then I was right back on schedule and right back where I was comfortable and where my knowledge and skill and everything was right. You know, everything was mm-hmm. balanced out there and you know, but like up until that point, I was like, man, this is, this is crazy. Like I, I do this stuff every day and I can't even, uh, you know, I'm, this is a real pain in the ass now just trying to do this. Cause I'm not in my environment. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe that's another part of it too. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's yeah, skills, yeah. knowledge and tool set. Yeah. And how to use the tools, right. Which is knowledge. Right. Yes. Right. But it's also like comfortable. There's so it's so nuanced. I, and this I, is why I do this, think this conversation be, is difficult. I do think it could be super fun to do this as a challenge, though, and do that like we're talking about, and take different scenarios and swap people and have them do the same challenge, and then it works perfectly as the makeshift challenge because it's a maker's shifting. Right. But we talked about something over the. That's not what we're doing for challenge, but that's cool. Oh, that's cool that you want to try and do like a whole different hey, challenge. Uh, Grant, I don't know. If, I don't know if you know, but you're <laughs> on the makeshift podcast right now. But yeah, yeah, we want to do a challenge with Grant, and we're going to talk about that. But I was talking about. I was looking at Chris when I said that. Like, hey, Chris, hold ah. on, let me block Grant here. When we do a makeshift challenge, maybe we do it this way. I'm saying um, that, but Keith's going to come out in a week and be like, I got a new challenge on the Working Hands podcast. <laughs> it's going to be great. Uh, I will say that the hand-eye coordination is is often what is valued when it comes to this discussion. Mm. Because it's often about things that w- like you can't do without hand-eye coordination. That's why they feel it's this is skill comes with your ability to use your muscles to to make something happen with a with a very primitive tool. Yeah, it's all about the implementation. It's about achieving the end goal. Right. Like I was talking to Dean. Uh, I was on. We were interviewed on the. I don't know if you guys saw the Storytellers Tavern over the weekend, but they were doing in, little I saw your interviews. Cups. They had some cool yeah. cups. They definitely, I don't know if you guys made it on there, but they were doing we're not cool one of the questions that they, they had me back on. One of the questions they asked this time was like, what's your most, what's the project you're most proud of? Right. Or, you know what? I can't remember exactly what it was. And I pointed, I didn't point, but like there's no video here, but there behind me. There's a little, <laughs> uh, there's video for Corey and Chris, but there's no video for your listeners. I'm sorry. Behind me is uh, the front grill that I made into uh, a light fixture on my wall. This is the front grill, and and I, you know, did some curve bending and made this mm. to me a very uh, something I'm very proud of that I turned this into uh, an image that was in my head is now my wall. So that's great. And after that, I was on it with Dean, and Dean said, you know, one of the things I I think you're like most you should be like most proud of is these hand carved uh, things you've done. Like he's, I've done some like hand carved Christmas sweaters. I did these uh, a hand carved uh, little face that blew smoke when I did a burn in handle. He said like those to, to him are things that he would have said are the, the most proud projects. And to me, I'm not proud of them because I feel like I could do better mm. for, for my, my hand eye coordination could be better. But for him, 
you know, I, I know he tried to do some hand carving and immediately cut himself and almost bled out. So maybe that's why he values, like people value things that they can't do. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe you've tried yeah, the, using the a 3d you, printer. Go ahead. I was going to say the things that you already know you can do are the things you, you bust yourself on the most. Cause you're like, ah, I could have done that better. But the things that you're like, I'm going to try this. And then you wind up with it and you're like, Holy fuck. I didn't think I could do that. Like, yeah, you, that, that gives you a, a you're, you're proud cause you spent the time to learn that. Yeah. Right. But then there's the things that, that you think are easy. You don't value. And the things that you think are hard, you do value. Mm. And so if you're really good at hand carving, you might go, ah, it's pretty easy. I don't value that. Right. And the things that, that you, you know, if you, if I, if someone gave me a CNC tomorrow, I don't think I could replicate the things I've hand carved. Right? Grant, I'm not giving you a fucking machine. So quit asking. I don't want it. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm good. Kidding. You're not even sure. making them anymore. Sure. So don't worry. Oh, fuck you. uh it was funny he was trying to figure out what to do with all his spare parts today and i was like i mean you're not even making this machine anymore why what do you bother storing them for (laughs) i'll just do what chris does and melt all melt all the extrusion down that's right damn it i'm gonna make more machines okay i I believe you by the time you do there'll be a chinese copycat of the odyssey oh good good luck good for them yeah um, you guys want to talk about something else? <laughs> yeah, I would love it. Please. I feel like I want to like have a munch squad in the middle of this. Do you guys listen to my brother, my brother munch and me? squad? Yeah. What the fuck is that? No. Uh, well, like we bust out snacks? Who... No. Well, no. <laughs> hey, Ethan don't loves that. <laughs> so munch squad <laughs> is a segment in a popular podcast where the the one of the hosts does a podcast within a podcast where he talks about the latest and greatest in uh, casual dining. Hmm. We should have like a, what, what is, what is, what is good about that? I, I don't know what you're even talking well, about. So he talks about like the ridiculous things that food companies are putting out uh, in terms of like sandwiches and stuff. Anyways, it's funny. Is this your conspiracy theory? Cause we usually put those at the end. Mm. Yeah, no, it sounds my- hilarious. <laughs> It is funny. You just got to look old. Listen I'm, to my brother. You're my really brother and me. selling this to me. I mean, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm. I'm I want to go download it now. Squad. Anyways, it's great. Trust me, uh, or don't. I don't really give a shit. I, they don't I need any more. They're in the top like one percent <clears throat> of all podcasts. They don't need our fucking listens. Guess what? Almost, all I, of you delete it right now. You thought you were downloading it? Delete it. They don't need it. I almost want to get back to you guys just busting my balls about the machines because that was more enjoyable. <laughs> I did start listening to some, while we're on the topic of podcasts, I did start listening to some other podcast that H21 Metalworks had recommended. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, I can't even see what the name of the podcast is. I hate this new layout. Uh, ah, the perfect. Jordan Harbinger Show. Hmm. Don't know who that is. Uh, he's on episode 908. Um, Jesus, still, nine, still season one hundred and eight. Yeah, still season one. Maybe it's oh, time to fuck. roll over to like a season two. But, uh, <laughs> maybe I'll do that at a thousand. Anyways, uh, to, he's got Tobias Rose Stockwell, uh, and it's the episode is titled "Dismantling the Rage Machine, the Outrage Machine." Oh yes, it's all I saw about that. um, uh, you know how social media, basically how you know, social media twist your perspective of stuff, but how we've basically asked for that. Like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, 
clickbait works because it's because we click it like exactly yeah <laughs> so yeah it, it kind of goes into that stuff and i don't know just uh how people treat each other online and all sorts of stuff so that sounds yeah good. that's my li- other random podcast you did that you did doesn't listen need to, to be recommended probably I, i'm like most of the way through it it's mm. it's not super long like an hour a little over an hour so, so harbinger the guy who records the the host of the podcast has Man, been kidnapped and kidnapped more than once <laughs> he's been kidnapped once in mexico and once in serbia what the fuck now i have to that's, listen to it i think that's a result of just going to those those countries like wow come on lots of people go to mexico there's probably a list of other countries you could go to where it's you have a pretty good chance of getting kidnapped, and then depending on what area you hang out in. Right. Well, he ran a tour company that took Westerners to North Korea. So, yeah, hmm. it seems like he put himself He's in He's just some... asking for it, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm not, yeah, I don't know, weird. But uh... huh. he needs to go check out Bahrain and walk to the end of uh, American <laughs> Alley and see what happens down there. <laughs> When the power, once, once the power, the lights uh, uh, stop being lit in all the houses and like the black flags are up on top of them and maybe he'll get a third one. It's a little shady down there. (laughs) Yeah. Well, anyways, are we going to talk about this challenge that we're thinking about? We're kind of still hashing everything out. I think we're still hashing things out, but I want to say we can, we can get some ideas from, uh, from our, our listeners. And I don't. It. I don't want to go. I don't want to go that far. Okay. In, in case we don't want your opinions, uh, damn it. <laughs> well, no. I just, I, you know, we want to. We'll, we'll ask have your it, maybe yeah. when Grant isn't here because we value your opinions. <laughs> I want to. I want to have a conversation as a clamp makeshift. We're gonna. Oh, how about this? Makeshift and clamp are gonna do a challenge together. We're still working out the details. We don't want to share too much in case things completely change. I feel like change. I already said all of this. Did you say when? this? I well, I said we were going to talk about a challenge. And you're yeah, like, but then yeah, I, but we're still, you know, we're still. I kind of threw it off earlier by saying a different makeshift challenge. So, yeah. Mm. So, but, I just don't want to talk about it too much until all all five of us have have gotten together and confirmed that's where we want to go with it. We have a great idea. It was some input from some some folks at uh, Maker Camp, which was great, and I think that has solidified where we want to go with it. But until all five of us have had a thing, I don't want to talk too much about it openly. So, so basically, what you're saying is you haven't gone and talked to your people yet. <laughs> well, I don't know if you know this, but uh, they're on different schedules than us. Uh, they're in different time zones, and sometimes they don't bother reading anything. Gotcha. Okay, I wasn't sure if they got like text messages at different times and whatnot. I, mean, I don't blame yeah, them. Time traveling. Grant, Grant's in the, the group chat, and half the time I don't read what he what he puts in there. No. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm kidding. I always read it so that I can give you shit for it. <laughs> yeah. I believe both things are true. <laughs> it doesn't have to be mutually exclusive. Uh, but it was, uh, you know. I think Chris had something really interesting to say in the pre-chat. And I thought it would be a really funny thing to to, to mention now. Is this the dramatic pause? What was this? Was this about? I don't fucking remember. I probably word. didn't read it. <laughs> There's no. We, that was we, we were talking. 
I remember it was something about ah. having two different types of people from Maker Camp on. Yeah. And one was going to be Brian House because he was Ooh. popular. Yeah. He's next week's guest. Right. And then and then the other one was you. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you want to try and sounded rephrase that? when I... When well, I said it the it first it, time, I right. don't know. I can't think of it. Was about a little, it. I can't it was a little think forced of how I said this time. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, with with your very poor delivery, I can't follow that up. <laughs> with the comment I was going to make that was going to be really great, and then uh, Corey wanted to start his thing with the Hulk Hogan, so it didn't didn't really translate yeah, really. well. But uh, we it off for you. For you. Yeah, that's what we do. I think I think that's what Corey does. He's used to it. <laughs> I think that's what um, you both do. Oh, I do have, much, I do uh, have one thing about? that was funny at Maker Camp. That, All right. Oh, fuck. Well, we were standing in front of the forging area, and it was, <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs> it was the three of us. Uh, oh, hold on. Let me let me think about what he said. Oh, uh, he was just yeah, the modern forge in, guy. He it was wasn't fucking English. Yeah, the, he was uh, talking. Yeah, so the the English guys was, were talking about stuff. It was, stuff, it was and Steve I, House and uh, and what's the, what's the other guy's name? It's Joe. Is it Joe? I don't, no, I don't think it was Joe. Uh, is, wasn't he the Norwegian guy that gave you some of that gym? No, the gym? No, that was no, that was no. Rasmus. No, Rasmus. Oh, yeah, it, Rasmus. I think it was Joe. But it doesn't really matter. It was two guys from England. We're talking. It was the guy with the black and gray pants, like the the tradey pants. That they yeah, yeah I think, or, I, think I, I leaned over to Chris and I said something like, "Like oh, well, he I said, am. like if you guys have any questions or have any problems or whatever." Just ask. And you were like, oh, the only problem I have is that accent. And Grant's like, oh, well, the only problem I have is that accent. <laughs> I was like, God, you two are the same person. <laughs> hey, I didn't have a problem. No, I said it. That was the worst okay. part. I was like, Jesus fucking Christ, we're the same fucking person. Hey, my, I didn't have a problem with their accent. I had a question about it. It's a big difference. I wasn't having problems. I was having questions. I didn't have a problem with it. I just said something about the accent at the same time. I think I actually but, uh, said that. You sound like you're from London. <laughs> that's way worse Come that on, was I would never terrible. That. <laughs> yeah. oh man but you guys would have died today i, I kind of wish you were in my science class this morning we're uh <laughs> we're building bridges out of toothpicks we get 500 oh, yeah. toothpicks and uh, uh hot glue we got like 25 hot glue sticks and we got to put it all together and build a bridge and whatever and before the class started She's like, all right, everybody put your stuff away. And everybody's like, what the hell is going on? And she hands out a quiz. She's like, this is a pop quiz. She's like, I know you guys all probably hate me and blah, blah, blah. And uh, so we do the quiz. And then, you know, she's explaining herself after. She's like, you know, I just got to do this and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, man, you really missed the opportunity here to be like, listen, this is what we're doing. If you don't like it, you can build a bridge and get over it. <laughs> Did you say that? Oh, yeah. Nice. Oh, okay. So now you're Corey too. It, it would have been fun. Yeah, that was yeah, that was I a mean, me joke. Oh, she definitely. Like, Get the fuck out. I think I think Corey <laughs> has been a a bad influence on you, Chris. She'd be oh, like, I'm you know sure. what else you can do with bridges? Burn them. Get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> Never come back. So did you uh, pass your pop quiz? Yeah, it was just on the like if we had read the lab report homework, basically. Yeah, so. that would have killed me. Yeah, you know how to read, Chris? Yeah, well enough, oh. I guess. All the words? Most of the words. Okay. Good, okay, I have, I have good portion of them. Okay. 
I know Corey's got like five or six of them, but you got the rest of them. Yeah. Okay. I usually have him help me. <laughs> we're we're a good team. Yeah, I know that's why you get that. You guys were in the Navy, right? So keep keep trying to make this funny, Grant. <laughs> uh, I think if he keeps going, it might lead to an actual joke. Right. It'll be, be like a Corey story. Like eventually, oh, eventually, there, there it is. Say, there you go. There you go. That it was funny at the end because Chris, Chris somehow saved it at the end. So I'm just waiting for you, Chris. He usually doesn't save me from my jokes. He lets it happen, and then he goes, "Oh God, you're the worst." Right, and that's the part where everyone laughs. So. <laughs> I hope everyone's laughing. (laughs) I'm just like, man, they're not even listening at this point. I I love that laugh that he does, though, when he's like, (laughs) it's like like a cartoon character. (laughs) Yeah, there it is. (laughs) I took a a video of you from across Maker Camp and I zoomed in and you were looking at all the Maker stuff. And I was like, I was like, like, (laughs) how are you like? Let's let's hear it. (laughs) I can't do it now. I'm laughing. It's like, uh, oh, yeah, look at all the stuff everybody made. <laughs> it, it went longer. <laughs> did you post it? I didn't post it. I have, Why didn't you I'll, post it? I'll post it later. Yeah. You should do it as a collaboration with Chris and see if he, if he accepts it or not. Hmm. Probably. We'll all know whether or not Chris thinks <laughs> it's funny. Not. There was some other funny stuff going on. Uh, we needed Lucas to weld something for us. Like, he opened up the the Lincoln weld area and whatever. And he was, he was just welding up this, uh, uh, fire poker that we were working on. And, uh, it was like, I don't know, five or six feet long. And I was holding it cause it, you know, it would just barely fit in his welding booth. And, uh, um, I didn't have glasses. So he's like eyes. And I like put my fingers over each of my retinas <laughs> and whatever, but, but I was like behind him. So I couldn't see it, but Tony snapped a picture of that. That was pretty funny. And then, we are laughing, so I'm like moving it all over the place, and he's like, he like stops and looks at me. He's like, "Dude, can you hold this thing still? Are you killing me?" I was like, oh, I was, "Are you like, are you kidding me?" I was like, "Oh yeah, my bad." And uh, then he gets all ready to weld again, and I took his ground clamp and unclamped it and was holding it in my hand. <laughs> so it's like, wee, just wire rolling out. <laughs> I was like, "Oh my bad. Do you need this?" <laughs> <That's awesome>. Nice. <laughs> yeah. See, those are like the fun pranks. That have mm. no like, there's no like, no, there's harm, no, no like, foul. no, no harm, no foul, no victim, right? Like, yeah, it's just fun, right? What about Lucas, that, uh... though? Lucas taught me to weld, he's the one nice. who yeah. I he, who happened to it was like, uh, between like Jimmy Duresta, you know, Derek from all, all these TV personalities, and Lucas. And I, uh, you know, I got Lucas, I probably got the best education. I think, but... I think Lucas is a uh, TV personality now. I saw him on a Brunt video. Um, on YouTube? No, it was like a sponsored ad. Like, it was a legit ad. And I was like, oh, shit. Oh, I remember when that was going around. Yeah, he, he like, wet his pants or something. <laughs> <laughs> nah, he was he good. He actually... He, he was uh, good. He, got, he taught it, me it, good it, stuff. It was funny when the Modern Forge guys launched that anvil out of the... Oh, yeah, that was Out great. of the press, because they were using, like, the impact oh, yeah. to, to close down the bolt. <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, that was pretty good. Right into the uh, the hay. Yeah, <laughs> Jeff Fetter was like, uh, "Are you sure this is gonna work?" And then it just whips right out of there and lights all the hay on fire in front of him. And he's like, "Uh, it stomps it all out." <laughs> that was good. Thinking. Yeah, I can't believe how quickly 
the grass turned to mud. Mm. That was insane to me. It's like the the blacksmith tent never regained composition. No, there's no amount of hay that you could have put down there that would have turned that mud back into something you could walk on. You know, you know what they needed? About five thousand bags of concrete. It <laughs> <laughs> would have been good to go. Yeah, you're, they just come out with an air, what? airplane and they just dump it all like like they're putting out a forest <laughs> fire. <laughs> Instant I why slab. Don't, why don't they do that? <laughs> Instant silicosis for everyone. <laughs> The next day, everyone checks into the hospital <laughs> for breathing problems. Yeah, the mud really made it pretty hard. I didn't see, uh, I didn't see very many one wheels getting around this weekend. I no, did see one, one. guy. Yeah. Yeah, I did yeah. see one, but I was like, hey, "There's no way he's getting around. He'd just get stuck." <laughs> I was like, "Man, this guy doesn't know. <laughs> he doesn't know the rule. He doesn't know the one rule." <laughs> I I will say. For a place that says there's no rules, there was a lot of fucking signs telling me what I could and couldn't do. That's all I gotta say. Just for you, like people carried it around, like Grant, don't do that. No, Grant, yeah, like no. what? Like, oh, eye protection required here. Don't enter here. You can't. You know, I, I don't know. Where, where I just thought there was a lot of fucking room. Don't go in the women's bathroom. Right. <laughs> I was like, you, you can't tell me my gender. <laughs> this is New York. This isn't. Like in South Carolina, or <laughs> here we go again. <laughs> Sorry, shouldn't have got him on that one. <laughs> what other that's rules? All, that's there? all I got. No, that was all. That's oh, okay. all I got. Well, like the lady who like wouldn't let you like into the dining hall without your <laughs> thing. Just... Yeah, without paying for I the mean, meal pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. You should have said, there's no rules, and shouldered her. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> there's no rule. No. I uh, No, there wasn't. You know, there was just a lot of signs. Close this thing. Do that. You know. Employees must wash hands. That's weird. <laughs> a lot of rules for a place with no rules. Jesus Christ. <laughs> well, any, we, anything uh, else fun or funny? Um, so, so, wait, where, 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 did you, where did you stay, Grant? I stayed where, where in my trailer, and at one point was in uh, eight inches of water. But I was in a trailer, so I don't really mind. I did I mean, have the trailer to, wasn't in water, like it was like the wheels were in the water, or, or like the, you, yeah, you yeah, were. the wheels were eight inches <laughs> in water. I couldn't, so I was wearing like utility boots, which have like a tongue, right? And for throughout the day, I was no problem. Like over all the the water, the rivers that were running, I could walk through them because rivers they weren't and that the lakes deep. You were used to. Right, the lakes I couldn't deal with. I had to. I had, so in front of my the door to my trailer was deeper than my foot could withstand and continue to be waterproof. <laughs> but luckily, the blackthorn, whatever you need, the blackthorn will provide. So I went into the forest and I found a cinder block because <laughs> it's the blackthorn. So you just go in the forest, you can find cinder blocks. And I put the center block in front of my door, and I was able to step on that to get into my trailer. Uh, so it's just one of those nice things with the Blackthorn is if you, if you need a center block, just go in the forest. You're good to go. Man, all I had was my Vans. Like, I wore my slip-on <laughs> yeah, Vans. You looked so fucking and, uh, depressed. Yeah, that was, yeah I, made it, I, I made it like 10 minutes before they were just completely soaked. And uh, shout out to Keith. I know, I know uh, Corey's been hammering him this whole time, even though 
super nice guy. He, yeah, uh, he's he's the hooked best. me up with with his like pretty much brand new pair of black well, uh, brunts. Like they were like <laughs> never they looked like they had hardly ever been worn, and uh, let me wear them and and uh, you know I got them pretty muddy. I, I did wash them off and everything. Actually, uh, <laughs> don't know if that shower is ever going to recover from me using it to wash those boots off. But dude, I went in there. <laughs> the next morning to take a shower and was like, what the fuck <laughs> happened in here? <laughs> like what was Chris rolling around the fucking mud last night? <laughs> yeah. So like I'm, I'm rinsing them off, you know, just, just running the faucets to, to rinse them off best I can and whatever. And there's like, I don't know, six inches of mud in there and it just keeps filling up. So I let it drain down a little and it went, and then I was just slowly running the water and getting all the, all the shit out of there. That's well, right. if there's a new shower in 314 next time we go out there, whatever. I think it was 513, actually. Hopefully, hopefully there's a whole new building. <laughs> That's what we need. That is, it's like, it's like a fun house. Like, everything looks nice, but, I mean, the structure just must be wild. Like, if you could, if you could just strip that building down to just, like, the frame and see what it looked like it, it might you you couldn't you couldn't draw this in like like fusion like no architect could recreate this building because it's just it's just wild like like and i looked at it from outside and there's there's like rocks holding it up like portions of it and then there's portions where there's no rocks it's like okay well i guess that's where the the low spots are you know and like all the all the outside like the, the outside front is all high and I'm not trashing it. I mean, this is part of the experience. Um, and it's not like the word, trust me, I've definitely slept in worse places. Um, hell, I think I slept in worse places in the Navy. I was going to um, say you were in the Navy, right? Like, yeah, 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 yeah. This is, this is better than most of the stuff that, that the government provides you with still. So, yeah, yeah, for sure. uh, you know, just, just to, to clarify there, that's but, not really a compliment, like, but <laughs> go on. But I mean, yeah, just to, <laughs> just to call the resort. This is the yeah. problem. If you didn't call it a resort, then you may not have your expectations raised. Yeah, I guess it depends but, on but what it, resorts you use. It's to. a redneck yeah. resort. That's what it is. Yeah. I mean, yeah. that's the thing is trying to prepare other people for it is like, it is, it is nice and it's amazing that they put this on and every, everything about it is, is it's super fun. It's terrific to be there, it, but you do have to kind of prepare people for it a little bit. Like <laughs> you're roughing it a little bit. I mean, right. If you, so sit like a, we go, if you sit on a toilet, it might crook to the side or to the I, other you know side. What? The one in my house might've done that. <laughs> well, whatever. Right, exactly. So, you know, how can I how can I complain about that? Right, um, but that's what why well, the people who go there are okay with that. Yeah, yeah. if they yeah. weren't okay with that, they wouldn't go there. Right. right, yeah. I mean, I don't think anybody goes there thinking that you know they're staying in like a five star like like Michelin. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure. Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, their Michelin star is 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 not coming. <laughs> like they they didn't. They're not mailing that out yet. Right. Yeah, um, you you want to get a okay. you want to get a hotel room, and you know you want to get a, an event that's not going to have rain at it. Then maybe a you know workbench cons more your thing. But if you're <laughs> down with just having a good time no matter what, and then you know not being in a five star hotel, but you got all your buddies and you're doing fun shit all weekend, then maker camps for you. Right. I 
I just liked how Dean explained. So Austin wasn't able to make it uh, mm-hmm. for whatever reason. He expl- he said it was his truck. I'm sure it's more we were, anxiety. Uh, we were but, thinking about having him on too and just talking to him about him. how awesome it is. <laughs> but I figure uh, Christy and Dean will probably be doing that for the next <laughs> month. So Right. So Dean was just talking about their hotel room and how uh, Austin wouldn't have fit in any of the locations in his hotel room. <laughs> Right, like he's like, I don't think, I don't think that, I don't think that if physically Austin could have fit in the shower or sitting on the toilet or brushing his teeth, like just like that particular room they had was not designed for people who are over six feet tall and over two hundred pounds or more. I don't know how exactly how much he is. Jesus, we probably don't need to get into that, but. <laughs> Well, I'm just going to say Dean is under six foot. Dean's closer to you guys. That's all I'm going to say. Dean fit, no problem. That is, that was funny when Dean came yeah. up and was talking to us. And then after he walked off, Chris is like, he's one of us. Like, yes, he is. <laughs> More than just his height. Uh, Dean is one of us. Yeah. <laughs> Dean had the best commentary about fucking everything. <laughs> yeah. Dean's Man, commentary I I had... is legendary. I wish I had seen him singing, though. Oh, Tenacious um, D. Tenacious D, yeah. yeah. I, I saw a video of it, and that was perfect. It was gold. Like, it was, it that, was stuck in my head the next day. I woke him, up yeah. with that in my head, and I was like, yeah, fucking Ooh. Dean. Yeah, you should have had Dean on this podcast instead of me. He would have had so much better things to say. We've been thinking that for 54 we, minutes. Yeah, let's see if we can get Dean on, and we'll just, we'll just <laughs> scratch record? this one. Just hey, trash this would. one. I'm I'm good with it. I Dean is, <laughs> Dean is we'll a better podcast person. Than me, guaranteed. He's all day all long. Of us, I mean, no, yeah. he's good. Uh, wow. Well. Right, but you know me, who he's uh, not better than? Oh, uh, that's good. Who's he not better than? Your supporters. That's right. That's only because you're one of them, right? Yeah, but most <laughs> of our supporters aren't actually podcast hosts. Well, you mean better? Uh, most of them general. are actually are actually <laughs> podcast hosts. It's true. <laughs> they actually yeah. are. He's better than yeah, most actually of them. most of them are. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, so anyways, uh, I don't even know what we were, how we were trying other, to do Other than Brenda, everyone else is in podcast. Hey, she probably has a podcast. It's <laughs> all about Chris. <laughs> all right. If you would like to be one of our supporters, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash makeshift podcast. We had a couple different levels you can support us at the top one. It's like five bucks a month. We'll get you into an Instagram group chat. And we actually just got a couple new people that I added into the chat. And we'll shout them out at the end here. Uh, we read everyone's name off every week. We've got Keith Drennan of Blackthorn Concepts, Ed Johns of ButtJoints.com, JJ's Repair, Green Street Joinery, Michael Nye, Brenda, Chad's Custom Creations, Mike from Pixels to Prototype, Toby Merle of UK Knife Maker Supply, Henry Davis of HT1 Metalworks, Woodland Iron, David Beckwith, Jake Largan of Metal Chef Customs, MaritimeKnifeSupply.com, Adam Coonrat, David Wood, The Grant Alexander, Austin Saunders, Brad at Brad's Customs, Jeff Stein, a weird guy, Ryan of Gnome Hammer Forge, Scott Orm at Dad It Yourself DIY, Bex Armory, Waffle Beaver, and this week we have got Rob DeMarco and Christy Steinman CPA, which is also mm-hmm. Twisted Twine Woodworking. Uh, so Rob, he's, where's, he's up in Jersey, right? With, uh, like kind of by the green street guys. 
know they're always uh, talking and hanging out and whatever. Uh, but yeah, Rob's a woodworker. He had some pens, man. I wish I got one of those pens he had made. I guess I didn't see him early enough. He must have handed them all out. Um, but uh, yeah, he was giving them out at. Uh, yeah, he's got those on his uh, maker on camp there. At the top, yep. yeah. And then uh, Christy, um, like I said, she's also Twisted Twines. She does woodworking and uh, leatherworking <clears throat> and metalworking, all sorts of stuff. But she is also a accountant, and she's my accountant. Uh, she was on a few weeks ago, and you know we were just talking about basically how to start getting yourself going down the in the right direction with all that mm-hmm. stuff. Um, so yeah, she's been a huge help to me, and uh, we appreciate both of them joining up. Yeah, Chris has got great advice if you listen. She does. To it. Yeah, the biggest <laughs> problem is like it's like anything. She gives it out for free, and the problem is yeah. free advice. It's, it's really hard to tell good free advice from bad free advice, but she's got some great free advice, so go listen to her. Yeah, her 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 free advice is great, and the advice she charges you for is great, too. So. Well, it's probably even better. And she sends the- me, like, all, all sorts of organized things, like showing me what, like, you know, where my biggest earnings were from as far oh, yeah? as, like... Like, uh, you know, whatever. Amazon um, or TikTok or whatever. Yeah, yeah, any of those. Like, breaks it all down. Like, it's it's great. It's Where, where mean, to focus your efforts. and Yeah, you know, or just, you know, to help keep track of everything. Because it's just, you know, you see, like, money coming in. And it's just, it's kind of crazy sometimes. You know, everybody, like, pays out at the same time and everything. So, it can be a little hard to follow. But, yeah, she's yeah. been helping me a lot with that, so. Nice. And, um, and it's hard to follow because like sometimes the place where you're not making money is the place you need to to concentrate on, right? Yeah. And like but under getting that information from someone who's coordinating everything and giving it to you is a, I I don't know. If if Christy was Canadian, I would definitely be hiring her. But <laughs> it's just not like the Fortunately, the she is not. So yeah. Fortunately <laughs> for you. The guys. rest of us can. Right. Which is probably uh, She's probably more more likely to make more money, but whatever. I get yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Uh, we also got to thank uh, Pwn CNC for sponsoring the show. Mm-hmm. You can find them at pwncnc.com. Uh, they have all sorts of stuff for CNC routers. They've got spindle kits. They're all pre-wired. Uh, you just tell them what machine you have. If you got a Onefinity or a Shapoko or uh, any of them, they and can... And Keith uh, would argue that takes all the skill out of it, but... <laughs> That's right. But Thanks for running our that's sponsor. Right. Yeah. But that's the beauty of this sponsor <laughs> is that they have the knowledge and the skill to make it so that you can get your CNC working the way you need it. Good job, Grant. Okay. That was nice. I was going to I was going to fucking actually, throw it all in there, Corey, but thanks for fucking ruining my shit. That's all good. So I actually I uh, I had one of their stickers in my backpack from WorkbenchCon mm. still. So I was able to represent them on Jimmy Duresta's map he had and drop him down there in Arkansas. Uh, he was the only one from Arkansas. So, yeah, anyways, <laughs> back to them. Uh, if you have a CNC router, definitely check them out. Pwn CNC, PWNCNC.com. Daniel's a big supporter of the community, so go show him, yeah. some, him some love. Um, back to that map, though. I was surprised at how many people don't know where Kansas is. Or how many people <laughs> think that they live in the ocean? <laughs> or Canada? 
Uh, I think that everybody at first was like, I don't want to put it on the states. So they just started putting it like around the coast. And we're like, like, nah, (laughs) I'm nowhere near the fucking coast. So (laughs) yeah. (laughs) And then Christy put her sticker over mine. What a jerk. Understandable, though. No. Yeah, I didn't leave her much room, but we're pretty freaking close here. We're like an hour away. So that's the problem. You guys in your little tiny, tiny states here. It's not very tiny. You got little Rhode Island and shit like. Yeah, Rhode Island's tiny. Yeah, Connecticut, Massachusetts, all these little tiny states. They're, they're nothing. Dude, you don't live one tiny state away from America, so you should zip it. All the Canadians are like, we got to be as close as we can to America. I have a right. theory that anyone <laughs> right, from Ma- Massachusetts doesn't know where another single state is. <laughs> <laughs> if it doesn't border Massachusetts, they don't yeah. know where it is. Yeah. That, that was pretty great, though. When you'd stand there and you'd point at it, Kansas every time. You'd be like, what state is that? But I was surprised how many people looked at it and like, that's Kansas, right? Like, uh, that was Viz, surprising. Viz I, was really gl- like- I was really glad that Grant didn't do that, though. <laughs> he was like, ah, I think that's Montana. <laughs> <laughs> no, I said North Dakota, South Dakota. And then I was like, Montana. something's below that. And I was like, no, I didn't say Montana. I know Montana is a border state. More South I know Dakota? most of the border <laughs> states. Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't realize like Idaho, Idaho borders Canada with that little tiny. I thought you said you knew the border states. I assume what I didn't know. Well, yeah, with the little tip. Yeah, it's got a little tip. Like that's weird. It's got a little penis up there in the states. <laughs> like, like why? Why has it got that little uh, erection up there? I don't know. I think there's like a whole show about video. that, like how the states got their shapes. They could probably tell you. Oh, yeah. but I can. I cannot. It's like how Oklahoma was like, ah, fuck you, Kansas and Colorado. You can't touch Texas. <laughs> There's a, there there is a story about that that little panhandle. Do you know it? I'm not gonna tell it because I'm gonna fuck it up. But there, it's no, something please, about a, no, please tell your rendition. Yeah, of it. <laughs> it's, some, it's, it's something about like a, you know what? I think it was like a no man's land, right? Or they didn't want anybody to go there, and it was like had a really high crime rate because there were, there was no law there. And then they're like, you know what, Oklahoma, you can have this. That's that's the version I remember from a TikTok. I probably watched it two in the morning. So Texas was like, "Fuck it, you can have it," or Mexico <laughs> was like, "Fuck it, you can have it." Which one? <laughs> Why would Mexico? What do What do you mean? Mexico is nowhere near Oklahoma. Oh, okay, so Texas was never part of Mexico. Okay, I don't know what year we're talking about here. Okay, that's what I'm All trying right. to ask. So I've got this magic thing that allows me to look stuff up. Wow. So you can do that. <clears throat> So, uh, this. Before before you go into that, I had a big long conversation with my son, who's five years old today, about just having these conversations and and thinking without just looking everything up. Because I said when I was growing up, you had to go to the <laughs> library and look something up, right? I said now I want you to think something through, and we'll look it up after. And I just want to let everyone, learn all the value your audience, of bullshitting people. <laughs> Well, don't bullshit people, but like try and think first. What? And this is great. We did that. We did that mm. little thinking. It was fun. I, I hope everyone enjoyed and the wrong. thinking. And now we're going to go to what we'll the actual the answer is. Right? Yeah. So the panhandle is a mark left by slavery. Squabbles oh. between free and slave states left a narrow strip unclaimed. When okay. the United States annexed Texas in 1845, the future Lone Star State was even larger than it is today, stretching all the way north into modern Wyoming. 
There you go. Hmm. Wow. That's pretty big. That's pretty that's pretty north. So that doesn't exp- that doesn't explain the exact well, like, like that, my that little story. tiny Well no, like if you go like Texas went all the way to Wyoming. Okay. So why the <laughs> fuck has Oklahoma got this tiny piece of Texas left over? It starts to explain it and then it says, Ah, oh, but we also had fucking Kansas and Colorado. There we go. I don't Here's understand. Mine. Here's mine. No, I I just like yours, Corey. Maybe. You don't have to. Hold you on. don't have to actually get real. Real. I'm gonna. You know what? I'm just gonna accept Corey's version of the truth is fact. Uh, I like <laughs> it. I just like it better. Done. It's, this is true. This to is plain oh, language. Okay. Twenty twenty three. I could do whatever I want. Whoa! This one I'm reading now ties in Missouri. Oh shit! You should you should know about this. Don't you know anything about your state? I know a few things. Not not that many, probably. So this one says one of the major factors that contributed to Oklahoma's shape was the Missouri Compromise of 1820. Hmm. Legislation sought to establish a balance between free and slave states. Okay, so that's that's what the other thing said. So this is kind of... That that all tracks. That That 100% tracks uh, in the states. Free slaves, slave states, 100%. Get that. Yep. The compromise drew an arbitrary line across the middle of the country, separating these territories. This line, combined with other historical events and political maneuvers, ultimately gave Oklahoma its distinctive panhandle. If you look at the state of Missouri, the bottom of Missouri lines up with the the bottom of that little panhandle of Oklahoma. It's like they didn't understand how to measure shit. And well, was no, like, well, they this said that it. they just drew a line down the middle. <laughs> right. But often when you draw a line, that's where you have those weird things in the in the lakes. As someone said, it's from this point to this point. And then someone came back later and went, those, those points don't align. So if you look at, like, if you look at the bottom of Utah, Colorado, and Kansas, it's a straight line, right? And if you look at Missouri and Oklahoma, those two bottoms align. In that the bottoms align. <laughs> it's all about aligning the bottoms. <laughs> I just wish you guys would stop talking about how Missouri compromises because we don't do that. Well, there's a lot of compromise in Missouri, but uh, <laughs> I don't know anything about it because I'm from Canada. There's no <laughs> compromise in Canada. <laughs> We're all stubborn as fuck. <laughs> yeah. So where can you find me, you ask? Oh, God. You can find me on social media, the Grant Alexander. I think after uh, and, uh, or, or an hour and eight minutes, nobody wants to find you, Grant. <laughs> and you can listen to my <laughs> podcast. At, uh, clamp, clamp, if you just search clamp, clampcast. That's all I want to say. That's why I came here, just to say those, two, those little tiny words. Now you can do whatever you want. Cool. Well, thanks for joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Well, no, if you want to keep talking, I'm good to go. Yeah, I do. Enjoy yeah, it was fun. Yeah, I, I had a good time it, it, at making camp with you yeah, too. I was, was like, man, scene, Grant's yeah, not yeah. half as bad as I thought he was this whole time. He's, <laughs> he's, a... <laughs> Only, he's so, about three quarters I, as bad. <laughs> I remember. So in twenty, uh, like twenty twenty two, when we went to Maker Camp, we obviously that's the first time we met in real life. But I like I didn't have the connection I had with you guys. I didn't quite like. I didn't listen to your podcast at the time. I like knew who you were because you'd been on other podcasts, and I felt like I did. Like you guys kind of had this like little click. I don't know. 
you guys have this like I didn't see you, uh, Chris and Corey. You guys were just, like joined at the hip. The only time I didn't see you together was when when Corey was with his family. But I felt like like you guys all joined together with all of my other friends that I already had at Maker Camp this year. And I really felt like I, I got to know you a little better. So thanks for having me on. Yeah, I, I think thanks, that's, that's thanks for letting me join your friend group. Well, I think that's that's part of just maker camp in general. I think the more we go, the more we're all like, yeah, it's great. Yeah, just just the whole thing. And I don't know about you guys. I know Chris doesn't feel the same way because I already <laughs> talked to him about it. But when I came back, I was like, dude, I feel fucking amped. Like I feel like recharged, I was just beat down by travel. I mean, oh I yeah, feel the good travel. Now. Like I was like say, today, I got a lot sucked. done. But yeah, I just I, I feel like it kind of recharges you a little bit. Like if I, right. I if I besides the travel part, if there was an event like that every like three months that you went to yeah. and you socialized with these people, it to me it kind of I was thinking about it and it's like molecules, right? Like when it's like really cold and like the molecules mm-hmm. are barely moving around, they're spaced out, like nothing's going on. You get them all together and it heats up and there's just like so much fucking energy. Like that's what it felt like after maker camp, like all these right. people that know they know the same thing kind of, of like what it's like to be a maker and be like creative. And there's a reason that we feel like we have to socialize about this because we're passionate about it. It gives you like an energy that you take back with you. And you're like, I got to fucking do shit. Like I got to, I got to fucking figure shit out and do stuff. Right. And if so- I look back at 2022, my like big growth on Instagram and YouTube and, in and Facebook mainly, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. But I don't fucking care about TikTok. Was after Maker Camp 2022 because it got this big boost and this big creativity and this big push. And it waned in February. And if there was another event in February that I could afford to go to, <laughs> then that would be great. What uh? What is there anything in February? When it when is work match count? I don't I don't know if that's. <laughs> Is that is that it? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So if anyone out there wants to is listen to this and wants to send me to, to, to uh, Con, hit me up. That was a good one. But yeah, that's the whole thing. It's like I, I really feel like if I look back over my analytics for the year, it's literally in February it starts to wane. And uh and I feel like if I had attended WorkbenchCon where everyone else was and had that like, or if there was another event like that, whatever it was, if it wasn't workbench content, I get that's more content creation. But there's another yeah. wor- like maker camp or maker fair or maker something ro- event in the middle of winter that I could go to to like recharge and get those molecules going. I agree with you, Corey, but that's because we're the same person. <laughs> I will say that. Um... Leaving uh, WorkbenchCon, I did. I did have the same recharge of, you know, going and attending. Like it was, it was right. expensive. But I mean, Maker Camp is expensive too because you're paying, you're getting the travel, you're going and staying somewhere. Like it's not cheap to go to any of these events, but you do get that recharge. And I, I don't know really what the value is on that. You know what I mean? Like obviously, you're spending money. But going to these events and talking to people and getting that recharge, I mean, I don't know. To me, it's like I would almost pay to if I could fucking priceless. (laughs) Well, like 
a, a lot of people talk a lot about mental health and reach and like talking about like all these things we can do. And if you go to these events and you leave them with a better mental state than when you arrived, other than the sadness of, of leaving the, you know, all your friends, whatever. But if you end up leaving it better, like what price can you put on that? I don't know. You'd have to ask the American healthcare system. As long as you're not depressed when you get back home because you didn't pay your mortgage that month. Well, invaluable. (laughs) Right. Invaluable. (laughs) Right. What if you're at the American healthcare system, it's possible if you had a mental health crisis, you wouldn't be able to pay your mortgage anyways. Yeah, I tried to so. already gloss over that joke, but thanks for bringing it back. Right, I had to. Cause you're talking to two guys that have VA healthcare coverage. That yeah. <laughs> well, and none of your listeners listeners do, so it's good. Well, not none. Some of them do. Some of them do. Probably That's actually okay. most of them. If they had mental issues going on, they stopped listening already. They're like, "Fuck this! I can't." <laughs> I got right. enough going on. I okay. can't take these three fucking guys. Okay. Fair. <laughs> let's 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 end it before everyone hates me. If you do have any <laughs> men- mental health issues, though, make sure you reach out to Grant. <laughs> He's got so much good coverage that he'll be able to give you all the great advice you need. On a serious note, if you actually do, <laughs> reach out to people, even if it's me. I will help you as much as I can. I'm not a mental health professional, but... I believe in that shit, and I will listen, and I will help if I can. I'm gonna make so many. Oh, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully, Grant, hopefully Grant has as many drinks as he's had tonight before you message him. <laughs> well, just message me after 9 p.m. on an average day. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us, Grant. Thanks for having we, me on. We appreciate it, I think. <laughs> no, it was fun. Yeah. And uh, yeah, thanks for listening, everyone. And we will see you all next week. All right, see you.